This message is a recording from Kaleo Phoenix, a church plant in downtown Phoenix that creates space to practice the ways of Jesus together as the multi-ethnic family of God. My name is Erin, and my pronouns are she, her. And um, as always, I'd like to begin with a land acknowledgement to honor the Native people that existed here before us. This land that we dwell upon today, Grace Lutheran Church in downtown Phoenix, is the ancestral land of the Thana Otham Nation. We acknowledge their historical roots in this place and the many generations who were stewards of this land before it was stolen from them. Well... Um, I actually actually was not supposed to be preaching tonight. Chris Townley, our brother and friend, um, was supposed to be preaching, but he actually hurt his back pretty bad this past week. And so please be praying for him, message him, um, send him an encouraging word. Uh, Chris was kind enough to take his message that he was so excited about preaching and transform it into a practice that we'll do tonight. So I'm just going to read what he has prepared, and we'll do some reflecting questions. And then we'll have communion at the end um, and be led in song by by the band. So let's do it. Welcome to the second Sunday in the season of Advent, Kaleo. Advent is a season in which we are invited to lean into trusting God's slow work and learn to wait with God. But I prefer to think of this waiting with God as a kind of act of waiting, to both wait and participate. So let me introduce you to an Advent character who embodies such a waiting, a man of the in-between. For approximately 200 years, a group of people called the Asenas had gradually retreated into the desert wilderness of Judea to form a community of protest, a communal alternative to the corrupt dealings of the temple and politics of Jerusalem. They no longer viewed the city as a location to practice their piety in the form of celibacy, the absence of personal property and money, and commitment to a strict observance of Sabbath, among other things. Likely in relation to this group of Jewish mystic activists came a man named John, a hybrid between the Asenis and the Jews of the city, if you will, who even from the womb of his mother Elizabeth, who was declared as one who would prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. His priestly family existed as part of the group of priests who valued the city as a tool for the kingdom to come, and he himself would have been in line for the priesthood. But then, at some in-between time unbeknownst to us, John arrives on the scene, rumbling up and down the shores of the Jordan River, crossing back and forth, an enigma in the Judean wilderness, dressed in the unconventional and uncomfortable outfit of coarse camel hair and a leather belt, subsisting only on God-given locusts and wild honey, a man of the wilderness, a status that seems to confirm he's a prophet. There he began to proclaim a message that would shift the balance, eventually of the entire world, Repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. Return to God and be forgiven. As the days unfolded, many showed up to repent and be baptized. They confessed their sins and were submerged in the Jordan River by this man who would come to be known as the baptizer. 
Some showed up on the shores with misguided or ill-conceived desires to participate alongside John in this coming kingdom. Some were gawkers. He called them children of snakes and ordered them to change the way they lived. He called them to give up anything that was keeping them from doing God's will, whether residing in the city or the wilderness. And then the words rang out above the madness of crowds piling onto the shores of the Jordan River. Someone is coming who is greater than I, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Prepare for the advent of this man. Our reflection question is, what are the reasons that would lead you into the wilderness like John the Baptist? What are the reasons that would lead you into the wilderness like John the Baptist? Let's pause and reflect on that question for a moment. Our passage is Matthew 3, 1 through 12, which says, In those days John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem and from all of Judea and all over Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed. Who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we are safe or we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gather the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with a never-ending fire. Our reflection question is, does the witness and words of John make you uncomfortable?
Are you encouraged? Do you feel challenged, afraid, or inspired? Pay attention to the emotions John the Baptist draws out of you and ask, Jesus, what do you want me to know in regards to my response to John? What do you want me to know in regards to my response to John? Let's have a moment of silence. As we continue to move through this passage, we might be asking, what does it mean to repent? Walter Brueggemann says it like this. Just one word. A word too much tied up with our little moralisms. But in fact, it is a very large word. It is an imperative word. Change. Change directions, change loyalty, change from guilt to compassion, change from self to neighbor, change from despair to buoyancy, change to new governance. And they found that Jesus saying it empowered them to do it. The term is an imperative, but it is also an authorization. We are now authorized to quit serving the old governance, old systems, old fears, old guilts, old debts, freed by the coming of the light into the land of contempt and distress. And now comes another moment for reflection. In light of John the Baptist's and Jesus both calling for repentance because the kingdom of God is at hand. And with Walter Brueggemann helping us rightly understand repentance, let us ask God, in light of this call for change, what do you want me to do or be? In light of this call for change, what do you want me to do or be? Let us be still. In a culture that is so busy, it is good to practice being still. 
even though Chris is in here, thank him for that, that, that prayer practice. Um, ben, I would invite you to come up, and we're going to receive communion. And as we do that, um, I'll read this to you. As we consider all of this, let's receive the body and blood of Jesus as the one who redeems and empowers us to participate with him in the reconciliation of all things. Remember, as we eat the bread that represents the body of Jesus and drink the wine that represents the blood of Jesus, that he is and always has been and always will be the God who is with us. I'll read the Eucharist invitation, and then whenever you're ready, you can come up um, and receive communion by taking a piece of bread and dipping it into the wine. And here is our invitation. The table of bread and wine is now ready. It is the table where Jesus is the host and we are his company. It is the table we share with the poor of the world with whom Jesus identified himself. It is the table of communion with the earth in which Jesus became incarnate. It is the table not of the church but of the Lord. It is made for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come to the table, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often and you who have not been here long, you who have tried to follow Jesus and you who have failed, come because it is Jesus who invites you and it is his will that those who want him should meet him here. Amen. If this message encouraged you, let us know or share it with someone you know. For more information about Kaleo, visit kaleophx.com or follow us on social media at kaleophx.com.